Welcome to the Birth Journeys Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hoff, BSNRN. I am a wife, a mother of two, and a nurse specializing in the care of women and newborns. In this podcast, we will share powerful journeys of birth givers with the goals of lifting the veil on the birth experience, healing through sharing, and beginning an open conversation to strengthen trust and promote transparency between birthing people and healthcare providers. Hello. Today I have with me Dr. Batel Aklilu. Dr. Aklilu is a doctor of chiropractic medicine and the owner of Kalai Chiropractic. She is certified in Webster Technique, which is beneficial for pregnancy, and she is certified to care for babies and children as well. Today she's here to talk about chiropractic care in pregnancy. Dr. Aklilu, welcome and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. I really think every pregnant person should be seeing a chiropractor, period. I honestly don't know how people get through pregnancy without chiropractors. I don't see why they should. Right. No, it is it is basically but, suffering if you're not going to the chiropractor. <laughs> right, right. I mean, what a time for self-care. What a time for being in good alignment and best alignment, right? Mind, body, soul, all of it. So... It's a beautiful time in the office, I think. It's your body is changing every single day. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It takes a lot of toll on the body. And I have the pleasure of helping expecting moms really navigate that time. Yeah. So what are the benefits? If you're just going to summarize the main benefits of chiropractic care during pregnancy. I make it really simple because I want both birthing parent and, and partner to really understand there's space that the baby needs to get out of. And we need to make sure that that space is as round and as comfortable and as aligned as possible. You don't want it twisted. You don't want it shifted upside down or whatever have you. You want it to be as comfortable as possible. One, so that baby's comfortable in the belly, you know, as baby's growing. And two, so that birth is as comfortable as possible, right? Because why? try to fit something circular into something that's not fully circular. Right. Right. And so when I say that, everyone in the room kind of goes, oh, it's like, yeah, just making sure it stays a circle. <laughs> I mean, all. I don't think, honestly, I don't think everybody knows that babies actually go through the pelvis. What? <laughs> I explain this to a lot of people, you know, like, I don't think that the, they've connected the dots, that the baby actually, that hole in the pelvis that's where the baby goes through. So okay. I maybe thank you for that because I maybe have to change <laughs> what I'm saying and doing. I, I typically have a model with me. Yeah. Like here. And I go, see here, this is what's happening. And then this misalignment is happening. And I show them the different ways that it could be misaligned. And if these things are happening, it's going to take longer. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be fun for either party. And that's my job to make sure that this is as well aligned as possible. And because it's the foundation of the spine, mm-hmm. well, then it helps with the back, the neck, the shoulder, all of that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So we align the pelvis for birth. Yeah, absolutely. We well, and the thing, yeah, I have a model of the pelvis as well because I just think it's so important. And like what you're talking about, it can twist, it can turn, it can, it articulates with everything. And the sacrum as well. I didn't know in nursing school or medical school, they don't make a big point to talk about how the sacrum is mobile. Wait, okay. 
these are the the moments where I just I get taken aback. Mm-hmm. But the sacrum has to move, right? right? And I tell everyone the sacrum nod, nods its head. Mm-hmm. It goes up and down. And so it's that nodding of the head that allows the baby to descend. Yeah, we need that sacrum to move. We need that sacrum to be stuck. And so I, I empower as many people as I can that, hey, if this happens, if you feel this, if you see this, even during labor, all of that, there are things that you can do. There are ways that you can to help things move along, mm-hmm. right? the exercises like the spinning babies exercises mm-hmm. and different other techniques that I show them in the office that I say, hey, this is how you keep moving. And if we yeah. had more pregnant people moving, right, during that time, we would have better results. We would, at the very least, even if the baby and the pelvis are not the right size to fit together, we would have more educated people Absolutely. at the very least. Um, but there are things that can you can do. And there's things on my end as well as a nurse helping someone birth their baby that I can do to help optimize the space in the pelvis. And hopefully when they get to me, they've already been to you. It will make my job easier. And then I will only have to make sure that everybody's still in alignment and watch where the baby's head is in the pelvis, in what area of the pelvis to be able to figure out if I have to move the sacrum this way or that way. Correct. So what do you do before they get to me? to make sure that the pelvis is as mobile as possible so that baby can get into that comfortable head down position that they need to be without being, you know, twisted the wrong way or facing up or all those things that cause difficulty. They want, we want their chin tucked. We want their arms not at their, not above their head. I start with one educating the person Mm -hmm. on what chiropractic is, because for a lot of, for a lot of people, it's the first time they're seeing a chiropractor mm-hmm. because either their doula or their midwife has recommended it or a pregnant person that they know or, you know, someone who, who's been pregnant has said, hey, you need to see a chiropractor. And that's typically how they get to me. Mm-hmm. I find to be a little sad because it's not it's not usually from a recommendation from their GYN or OBGYN mm-hmm. or their fertility specialist in some cases. So we start with educating. This is what chiropractic is. This is what I'm going to do. And it's not going to harm your baby at all. Mm-hmm. So that's the first point. Because a lot of moms come even on the first visit and they're thinking, should I be doing this? So once we get over that, mm-hmm. then we're table and it, we're just having fun. Mm-hmm. We get adjusted. Our My table has a piece of it that, I don't know. My favorite thing in the world moves down so the belly can. So mine moves up. And it has, I have a, a nice pillow. Oh, nice. Put your baby inside of the pillow. Uh-huh. Belly inside of the pillow. And it's very comfortable. Yeah. And then another pillow for your head. Oh. And first time you can lay on your belly. Yes. And it's it's wonderful, mm-hmm. right? So we start from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. And I look, and the first thing I look for is where is the sacrum in space? Where is those where are those SI joints and what's going on there? And I either have my my clients lifting their legs or I bend their knees and I push to see, okay, is there tension here that shouldn't be there? And immediately the person on the table is able to say, Dr. A, this, that side doesn't feel like that side. Or when you push here, that doesn't feel like this. They don't feel the same. Mm -hmm. And based off of that, I say, okay, let me do this. And I will either take my activator or I'll use my hands and I'll make an adjustment and I'll say, okay, well, let's do it again. Mm -hmm. 
And then we check it and we go, okay, is that better? Same, better or worse, right? And then we have that conversation. We do that throughout. Mm-hmm. So we go from a, aligning the, the, the pelvis to going through the lower back, mid back, where you carry a lot of tension because as your belly grows, mm. lowering so much of that in the middle of your back, where you're trying to keep yourself upright, mm-hmm. your center of gravity is changing. Mm-hmm. And then we go all the way up. A lot of people have tension in their shoulders mm-hmm. and in the first two, three, four ribs. Mm-hmm. And that actually makes the tension that's used to, to help belly grow lift up. Mm-hmm. We don't want that because we want our hands to be able to descend. So if I have something that's holding my shoulders up, that's pulling my baby up, right? And if we're pulling our babies up, then baby isn't engaging with the pelvic floor on time. Now we have another issue. Mm-hmm. I call it the, t- the t-shirt effect in my office because I take their t-shirt and go, you see, you pull your t-shirt up on the right, like it pulls on the left side of, of your hip. Yeah, that makes sense. So we go all the way up and these adjustments are really going in an order where, okay, this is what's supposed to be happening. We should, we should be here. Our body should be experiencing this, X, Y, and Z, making sure things make sense. So just making sure things move. Let me just tell you, you had me at laying face down during pregnancy. <laughs> If that isn't the best argument for going to a chiropractor, (laughs) that feels so good. And when your chiropractic care for a pregnant person involves a lot of soft tissue work. Mm -hmm. So it's not as, it's not the quick in and out five minute session. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't be. There's a lot of massaging and soft tissue work that I do because we have to get into the glutes. Right. We have to get into those muscles that are still trying to hold you up. Mm -hmm. Right. And you've tensed in your glutes. You can't work out as much as you used to. Yeah. That were stronger and now weaker. You have to consider all of these different things. So it takes more time, but we do that mm-hmm. in order to honor the body and all of the different changes that are coming about. Yeah. In addition to the chiropractic adjustments, there's a lot of exercising and soft tissue work and lifestyle changes that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So those are the ways that we can keep people empowered at home. Mm-hmm. We can well, no more chair for you. Now you get a ball. Yes, that ball. And the right size ball. Exactly. So I show them a video on ball sizing mm-hmm. and making sure you're sitting on the ball properly mm-hmm. and how to get on the ball, how to get off the ball, all of those different things because mm-hmm. we want to ensure that they're safe during this time as well. So lots of different exercises that go into it. But I think that society has told us that you should be uncomfortable mm-hmm. you should be in pain and maybe not like being pregnant mm-hmm. and that at the end of it all it's gonna hurt mm-hmm. you know and a lot of my job is mindset shifting mm-hmm. because we can't go into pregnancy or continue throughout our, throughout our pregnancy and come into labor and delivery with that mindset. Yeah. So we have space for that. We have time for that. We talk about what are your fears? Who are you talking to? Do we need to have other providers here to make sure that you're ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you talk about sizing the ball. That is great because if they have already sized their ball, because it's not going to change, it's based on height, then you can bring your ball to the hospital and not worry about using a community ball that's probably not the right size. And if you're worried about packing space, you know, that's what your husband's for. Deflate the ball, put it in your suitcase, bring 
something to pump it up with or your partner. But some your the goal is to not have your pelvis be stagnant. You want your pelvis to be dynamic while you're in labor and just always. Absolutely. And and it's about so many of us sit for a living mm-hmm. and that pressure that we put on our pelvis, it's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and you also have pressure from baby. Mm-hmm. So it's an uncomfortable thing to do, mm-hmm. right? But we also have to sit for our jobs. Mm-hmm. So this is where we talk about ergonomics so much. And the balls, I, I, I encourage people to take the balls to work, take the ball wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're expecting and your body is changing. And this is something that the world should be aware of and accommodating to. Mm-hmm. But the pressure that you put onto your pelvis matters. So if you're sitting for eight, nine hours of the day mm-hmm. on a hard chair, and then you're coming in to get adjustments, it's simply not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. We don't want to undo what we're doing. So I have to give you the tools and remind you what we should be doing when we're at home, mm-hmm. at work, to keep that pelvis mobile. And in keeping it mobile too, you know, a lot of people use the belly bands, mm-hmm. right? And from my experience, there's a time and place for the belly bands. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that come to me are not wearing them correctly. Mm-hmm. They didn't follow the instructions and they, they don't even have them on right. Mm-hmm. So you fix that. And then we talk about when to, to put the band on and not to put it on while you're sitting down. Mm-hmm. Um, because we still need room for baby to grow. We still need space for those ligaments to stretch. Mm-hmm. So there are all those different things that are important as well. I used tape because I hate the belly band. I love tape. Everybody loves tape, but I love tape. And I've seen it be so helpful front and back. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer the back, but, you know, and that's yeah. just, I like, there's so much round ligament tension and tightness that mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't even realize, like, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. That it's tension on on those ligaments and the muscles. So I... I talk to them about, well, if you're sitting down, it's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. And if you're wearing a belt that's super tight there, it's going to be uncomfortable. Your baby's going to be upset. Yeah. <laughs> and the tape is a great alternative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my, I mean, I the band just slides up and it's never in the right position and it's uncomfortable and... It's too tight. Yeah. It's- I noticed lately that there are options, and maybe this has been around for a while, but as far as the ball, it's got like, there's like a stabilizer thing, like where you can get something that makes it not roll. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, go around on the floor? On the floor. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have seen that. I think that's helpful if you're at home and you're working mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're not in the most, like y- your desk is up and you're not in the most comfortable position. You're just kind of working. You're not thinking about it. But I think tell people you could do the same thing with uh, like a sheet you can roll a sheet and use that to keep the ball from moving around Mm -hmm. certainly if a mom is concerned about falling Mm -hmm. but otherwise we want that ball to roll Mm -hmm. we want that ball to move Mm -hmm. and it's not just bouncing on the ball it's moving so i can practice the infinity sign Mm. So I go, let's not just go in circles. Let's do the infinity sign. Mm-hmm. I go hip up, hip down, mm-hmm. back to the center, hip up and down on the opposite side, back to the center. And that infinity, that figure eight mm-hmm. is extremely beneficial. Yeah. 
I, when they're in labor and I hand somebody the ball, the first instinct is for them to start bouncing. And I'm like, first of all, I can't monitor your baby if you're bouncing. And second of all, that's not doing anything except for making your baby mad. So let's not do that. It's just fun, I guess. Maybe. We bounce on balls when we're kids, right? Yeah. And it's about rocking the pelvis not necess- and moving the pelvis, not necessarily bouncing the pelvis. That doesn't help. I mean, we joke, you know, if someone's not going into labor, sometimes I'll joke, you know, go jump on a trampoline. Please right. don't please don't do that. That's a joke. Not recommended at all. But I don't know. Maybe that's where that comes from. Maybe. We're just trying to get the baby out at that point. Exactly. So I know a lot of the midwives, if we notice that the baby's malpositioned or brief, and we want to address this before we get to full term, a lot of times they'll say, you know, before we do anything like the external cephalic version, we would want the patient to go see the chiropractor first because keeping all those joints and everything mobile can actually help the baby turn on its own. Just to make sure I'm understanding correctly, Mm -hmm. is that a recommendation that the midwives make or doctors are making? Mostly the midwives. I've occasionally heard doctors, but it's rare. Are you pregnant and planning a hospital birth? You don't need a birth plan. You need a birth vision. In my opinion, birth plans set you up for failure. Yep, I said it. Hear me out before you turn off this podcast. You may think that by downloading a generic birth plan, it means you're in control. The truth is it's not that simple. No one can control exactly how their birth will go. There are way too many variables. What every pregnant person wants is to walk into the hospital pregnant and to walk out with a healthy newborn in their arms. The journey in between is the murky part. It's hard to know what issues might come up that need to be addressed. If you focus your energy on a birth vision rather than giving your power to a birth plan, you can empower yourself to make the best choices for you and your baby. That's why you need to get into my Empowered Hospital Birth Program. As a labor nurse and mindset coach, I can help guide you through the process of maintaining the calm autonomy that will help you achieve the birth vision you desire. In my Empowered Hospital Birth Program, I will help you identify the source of anxiety you have surrounding hospital birth. Fill in knowledge gaps to make sure that you are fully informed and confident. Learn key phrases so you can better communicate with your medical team. Emotionally process your fears so that they don't hold power over you. Go to kellyhoff.com backslash empowered to book a free 30-minute private birth vision call where we will identify your top fears and must-haves and gain clarity on exactly how you want to feel in the birth space. That's K-E-L-L-Y. H-O-F dot com backslash empowered. I'm honored to be a part of your birth journey. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to some midwives. I've talked to some doulas too. When I asked, well, when do you refer to a chiropractor? They said that when a baby is breached, (laughs) right? Which is really interesting, right? Because it's going back to that, that thought process of, when something's wrong, well, now chiropractic can fix it, mm-hmm. right? When really, not all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. babies do what babies do. Mm-hmm. But being having the pelvis in the best position and the most optimal position can prevent some of this from happening. Mm-hmm. Now, when we have breach positions, yes, we get in and we adjust. And oftentimes, not 100% of the time, oftentimes, mm-hmm. just the first two adjustments alone mm-hmm. will get baby to move. Mm-hmm. 
I have a case right now where baby was in the best position and I don't know what baby decided to do, <laughs> but baby moved positions. And then because of the specific position, she was sitting straight up. I said, you know what? Let's get this to move a little quicker for us just because of where we are in pregnancy. And I said, let's, let's see an acupuncturist. Mm. So I had her see an acupuncturist and that moved baby just enough that followed by a few adjustments afterwards. We're in a much better position. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a give and take. It's listening to the body and understanding what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But spending baby's courses and classes, the chiropractic adjustments, mm-hmm. inversions, for the most part, right? For those who can tolerate them and just continuing to keep that pelvis as well adjusted as possible and moms as comfortable and as relaxed as possible. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those things where, uh-oh. My baby's not in a good position. Now all these things are being said. I'm getting stressed. My muscles are tense. Mm -hmm. And I have to do as much work as possible to keep that from being the case. Yeah. So I've noticed, I feel like the midwives are tending to tell their patients to go to the chiropractor sooner, not necessarily because they have a baby that's breached. But I do know that they are very much pushing it if the baby is malpositioned. I did work with an OB who is recently, not retired, but a lot of times at the end of their career when they're starting to want to not be up all night, multiple nights a week, they start doing different things. So he, they move into gynecology only so that they're just doing office stuff. And so that's what he's doing now. But I remember one of the last shifts I had with him, we were talking about somebody that was having the ECV, the external cephalic version. And he was like, wow, why didn't they just try some moxibustion? Go to the acupuncturist. <laughs> it's like, whoa. He's like, I don't know why, but it works. There you go. So, I, I mean, it's not like it's unheard of. But, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know why we can't all just work together and try to use the least invasive approach. Absolutely. The least invasive approach. And, on, and honestly, we are helping. Mm-hmm. Why not get all the help you can get? Right. Because ultimately, I'm not in the room for the labor portion. Mm-hmm. So up until then, if I can do all these different things to help make your jobs easier, mm-hmm. then why not? Right. Over the years, I've definitely seen a transition with OBGYNs being much more open to recommending and saying, hey, yeah, maybe you should see a chiropractor. Oftentimes, it's because the patient has asked, hey, I was thinking about seeing a chiropractor. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I, I want providers to realize what you say matters. Mm-hmm. And so saying, I don't know is perfectly fine. Yes. If you don't know and you're not sure, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say that. We don't want to play on fears or go down that road. But if you have concerns, voice your My thoughts are this. This is what would concern me. Make sure to ask these questions. Now, that's completely appropriate. Yeah. You know, as a provider, because I'm. I don't limit my clients on whoever they see. Right. Right. Are you safe? Ask questions. How did you feel afterwards? That kind of a thing. But we have to be open to, I know I have to be open to everything that's out there. Yeah. You know, everything that's out there that's going to help the experience. And after hearing stories after stories after stories, it has made me such a stronger advocate for what I do. Mm-hmm. Before, one one of my clients told me this. This is a a dad. He said, 
you say everything with a smile. So when are you being serious? It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? It's like, well, well. But it was it was true. Mm-hmm. Because of my demeanor and because I work with moms and because I work with babies, I'm smiling all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy and I'm putting out positive energy and I'm talking about, okay, well, how can we change this, right? But it's true. When we're discussing some of the statistics that are out here, some of the rates of cesarean, mm-hmm. the traumatic birth experiences yeah. that people are experiencing, there has to be a time and place where we go, actually, I'm not just suggesting chiropractic care anymore. I'm now demanding that doctors say, okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should look into it. Yeah. Maybe I should look into it. Right. And now I, I get to say that without a smile. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's been fun. This this journey in perinatal mm-hmm. care has been very, I've evolved through it, really. Because at first, you know, you just kind of start with, I want to help everyone. I want to get these moms on the table because I know I'm going to help them mm-hmm. have beautiful labor. And it's just going to be so much better, right? Mm-hmm. Then I had a few experiences where moms came back and said, oh, no, like this and this happened. And it, it wasn't because they weren't well adjusted or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So not, not that at all. But there were other things that were happening, other pressures that that came into play that I, I said, hey, you know, maybe you should talk to your doula about that. Maybe, maybe you should, you know, reconsider. And I didn't necessarily take such a strong stance, mm-hmm. right? And over the years, I've decided, actually, no, I need you to ask for research yeah. when this is being said to you. I need you to use your voice and I need you to ask for help. I need you to ask for a second opinion and really pushing for that because when they come back and they tell you these stories, mm-hmm. I know for you, Kelly, like you experienced this. Mm-hmm. It is traumatic. Yeah. I need therapy. Right. Girl, <laughs> me too. What happened? Yeah. So I'm such an advocate for Everyone taking spinning babies courses, mm-hmm. everyone just being well-informed about what's going on, partners included, mm-hmm. asking questions and, and really determining like, are you, is this, is this because it's common? Why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Big, baby, for example, your baby's going to be really big or your baby's really, really, really small. Everything's measuring. Okay. But, mm-hmm. and then, you know, so it's turned into that too. It's been medicalized. It's very much birth has absolutely been medicalized and, but it's a natural process, mm-hmm. a reflexive process. Right. Yeah. It's, it's good to have information, but take it with a grain of salt because I've never had an ultrasound be hundred percent correct. In fact, most of the time we're surprised. It's generally we're watching trends and it should be a discussion between you and your doctor. If you don't feel comfortable attempting the birth, if you would prefer a hundred percent guarantee that this baby is going to fit through your pelvis. Otherwise you want a C-section, then get a C-section because we can't give you a hundred percent guarantee, but we also can't give you a hundred percent guarantee that it's not going to fit through your pelvis. And so then that's when we're going to talk about the risks and benefits and what we're going to do if the baby doesn't fit in the pelvis. And if that doesn't sound good to you, then you need to make an informed decision. But we also don't know that your baby is going to be that big. So Let's talk about what's going to happen leading up. Where are we going to hit the stop button? At what point are you willing to attempt this? And then at what point do you want to tap out? And that's how the conversation should go. It shouldn't just be you have a big baby per this ultrasound. Let's not even try. Do parents 
come to you mm-hmm. with birth plans? Yeah. Okay. But most of the time they're downloaded from the internet and just boxes being checked off without any kind of education done. Yeah. There you go. And you see there, they're just not having, and that's why I so, I push for doulas mm-hmm. as much as possible and say, hey, have somebody in your corner that you can bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of, understand, talk to, get all the education just and hold your hand in all of it, all mm-hmm. of the, all of the things. And we need more providers like you. I definitely love doulas. I love when we have a great doula relationship and they're doing everything to help the patient be comfortable. And I'm bouncing ideas off the doula and vice versa. And we're talking about this is where the baby feels like it is in the pelvis. What do you want to do? What do you think? What haven't we tried? What ideas do you have that I haven't done? And let's move her this way. Let's try this. Let's work on this. And then I can say, well, based on what the baby is showing us on the monitor, this side may not be working very well. Although optimally, I would love for the pregnant person to be on that side, stressing the baby out, right? So that's the kind of relationship that I want to have with provider, with nurse with doula. Right. It doesn't always work out that way because some, I mean, everybody's got their opinions, right? So the doctors that have their opinions on natural birth and all that stuff that are like, no, that's stupid versus the doulas that are like, well, hospital birth, birth is stupid. So we have to have a nice, <laughs> we have to have a nice alignment with everybody trying to do what's best for the mom, not necessarily standing in their corner. But yes, a doula is great, but I'm really leaning towards trying to educate people on my wheelhouse, which is hospital births, right? If that's what you want and you want to do it with all the options and understand all the options, I'm trying to put it out there so that we can have that education and not just the podcast. I think that's a roundabout way through storytelling that we can, you know, listen to some of the options, but I'm trying to get content out there that, you know, maybe even a course so that we know what we're doing. So that we can talk about birthing in a hospital, because there's a lot of like general how to birth a baby wherever you are. But let's talk about how to try to still have a natural delivery if you have preeclampsia, if it's deemed safe to do so. If you're not seizing in eclampsia, if you're not throwing pressures that are going to make you have a stroke, if you are managed, we can start talking about how we can have this delivery as natural as possible and when to have those stopping points. And so I think that there is a place where allopathic medicine and chiropractics or doulas and all of the holistic things can come together. We just have to keep an open mind. Absolutely. We have to work together. Right. It's all based off of understanding that we all have the same goal. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if that's the case and we keep that in mind, happy baby, healthy baby, a healthy, happy mommy, then I think we can get there. Mm -hmm. It's just got to play nice. We do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I just had a mom who was diagnosed with preeclampsia, admitted into the hospital, and she was so well informed and so well prepared for birth and for everything that everything that came her way, she just, she understood it. She took it in and she said, okay, so based off of that, here are my choices. Mm-hmm. And she was able to make decisions the entire time. And, you know, she was texting me saying, okay, this is how far along I am now. And this, So for me, that's just a joy on this end going, yeah. okay, oh, like, go ahead, go ahead. I know you're well aligned. And she was able to have a beautiful natural birth at the hospital and take care of herself. And she was in the space where she was safe and, and is doing well now at home with baby. And I think about that and I go, okay. In that scenario, she had her doula. 
She had the hospital that she wanted to be in. She had all of her providers. And she ultimately, afterwards, I asked her, you know, what would you do different? And she's like, well, not really sure because I, I did all the things. Mm-hmm. I did all of the things. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need more push and more encouragement for expecting people to get prepared, mm-hmm. to get adjusted, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. And to know your providers, come up with your birth plan. And and be prepared for what's what's to happen. Mm-hmm. And like you said, lots of different. It can go lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Just have to make decisions that are best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and a birth plan doesn't mean this is what we're going to do come hell or high water. No, no, no. That means all. I have educated myself on the options and the reasons behind the interventions and what they're needed for. And in this circumstance, I understand that the safest thing to do, to do. might be this yeah. option. Exactly. Because honestly. Exactly. No provider wants to just walk in and have a C-section. No provider wants to walk in and have an episiotomy. No provider wants to come in and put a vacuum on a baby's head. That's not what we want to do. Right. What we want is for mom to go into labor at home, come in, water breaks naturally in the hospital, and baby slides out. That is our hope. (laughs) It just doesn't happen that way all the time. And we want to help you come as close to that as possible. Yes. Yes. And if we veer off course, we want to try to get you back on that course. And we're going to do every single thing as far as utilizing the tools that we have, which is sometimes an intervention, to get you back on that course to make that happen. And if we get a little bit, if we get far enough awry that we need to have a C-section. We hope it's not an emergency C-section. We hope we sit down and we talk about it. Right. But we have a lot of tricks in our tool bag once you get to the hospital to be able to work towards that common goal of having a vaginal delivery. And if that's not an option, having a safe delivery. Right. So it is something where you need to be a part of that conversation. And the same time, the doctor or the midwife or the nurse or the doula needs to be open and communicative and not so stuck in their beliefs that we can't have an open conversation. And the same thing for mom or the birthing person, however you identify, you want to make sure that in your education, you don't approach it with defensiveness because, and it's hard because there's so much, there's such a history in obstetrics of this culture of this is what you're going to do, right? Right. So there's reason to be defensive, but let's try and work together and put down our guard and communicate what it is we actually want, what our actual goals are. Remembering Um, what the goal is. Exactly. And I write it up on the board, healthy mom, healthy baby. That's our goal. (laughs) However that looks. And you're going to have choices along the way. We're going to recommend different things based on what is going on with you and your baby so there's there may be things that slowly are taken off the table just based on safety, but you still get to choose. You still get to look at the situation, evaluate and choose. And the more educated you are about what those options are and what they're for, the better, because they're just tools. We're just asking you which tool you want to use. We ha- Here's our toolbox. You choose. Yeah. I just want everybody to go to the chiropractor. Me too. Because ultimately, <laughs> for me, in hearing all of these stories and in all the different ways that I have clients birth right? Whether it's at home, at a birthing center or at the hospital, my goal is that, mm-hmm. that cool. I have prepared you as much as possible mm-hmm. so that your body is ready to do what mm-hmm. it's intended and is able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have everybody else that's there with you 
that's cheering you on, that's helping that to be possible. And so that's really it. I hope that from conversations like this, there are more providers who are open to recommending chiropractic care mm-hmm. and understanding that our goals are aligned. Mm-hmm. And the more pelvis, the more, what's the plural pelvis? Pelvi. <laughs> <laughs> the more we can adjust and keep those pelvis. Pelvi, pelvises. Well aligned, then then we're we're getting closer and closer to that goal. And the repercussions of of that having beautiful, safe birthing experiences, how that impacts everything after mm-hmm. for that person, for that birthing person, for that child. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. That's why we're having this conversation, right? Right. So And ultimately yeah. everybody involved in that birth, because when it's traumatic for mom, it's traumatic for all of us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, too, when there's more conversation amongst providers, we can kind of alleviate some of the fear-based things that happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe not jump to conclusions mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. I know for me, that's been one of my pain points. Yeah. Where I go, wait, we haven't tried like a breach baby. Like we've already scheduled the, the cesarean. We've done these things. The thought of like already scheduling that to a mom who, of course, is going to do that. And I would not tell her not to, mm-hmm. right? But just doing that without having a conversation, okay, you may have some options, you may have some time, let's try to do these things. That has already taken steps back. Mm-hmm. And so my hope is that, especially hospital providers, understand that people are on your side. Mm-hmm. We we want this to go well. We mm-hmm. want the whole thing to go well. So there are op- other options you may not have the time to do all the research and find these different things. So that's where this and platforms like yours, Kelly, mm-hmm. makes a huge impact. You're allowing people to be more aware of who's out there mm-hmm. and what's out there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So hopefully there's more and more of that. Maybe a whole directory and platforms and galore. Yeah. Go do this and do that and come back. And, you know, like it just becomes a little bit more smooth. Yeah. Yeah, Let's I try- think it will. I think we're all moving towards that direction. I think we're all slowly trying to take steps towards each other and say, oh, are you friends? <laughs> I genuinely do think so. Conversations like this, like this is how I know it's happening. Mm-hmm. We're heading towards that direction and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, Super. me too. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're able to come on. Is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted to talk about? Stay moving. Stay moving. Wait, <laughs> wait, my goodness. <laughs> Stay moving. Yeah. And if you're moving, but not moving with ease, that may be the time for you to see a chiropractor if you're not already. Yeah. Please do go find one. Yeah. And of course, I'm always willing and able if you're in the Alexandria DMP area. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I will have your information in the show notes of how you can, there you have lovely videos on Instagram and on your website as well. So I'm going to have that information on where you can be contacted in your in the show notes. Dr. Klilu, thank you so much. I really appreciated this conversation and I hope all new moms hear it so that they can go to the chiropractor and you don't have to suffer during pregnancy. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Don't forget to share the podcast with a friend who can benefit from the valuable insights that we share here. And if you could take a moment to leave a five-star rating and review, it would mean the world to me.
If you're ready to work one-on-one with me to embark on a transformational journey towards a confident and empowered hospital birth experience, go to kellyhoff.com backslash empowered and enroll in my Empowered Hospital Birth Coaching Program. Together, we'll create a roadmap to a birth experience that you'll cherish forever. That's K-E-L-L-Y-H-O-F dot com backslash empowered. Let's make your birth experience extraordinary.